Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Call me old-fashioned, but there's nothing quite like an incredible live performer. Bruce Springsteen, Arcade Fire, David Byrne, U2, Neil Young, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Look, these are the names that they are because when you see them live, they leave a lasting impact on your life, period. And today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is one of those. If you've never seen Andy Frasco and the UN Life, sweet mother of cargo pants, get on your boots, get some water, get your energy levels up because you are in for a dizzy, ladies and gentlemen. And we are thrilled today on J Rod Concerts, the podcast, to welcome Andy Frasco. So, hi, this is Jamie Rodriguez, your host, this and every episode of J Rod Concerts, the podcast. And, you know, Andy Frasco, born and raised in California celebrating a new LP out, a really, 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 really great LP called Wash, Rinse, Repeat. It's been critically acclaimed, mega catchy, mega awesome. It was produced by Chris Carr above Dashboard Confessional, um, Kenny Karkid of AWOL Nation, Justin Osborne of Sussusto, and a bunch of other people. But more than that, it's a really great, energetic, and personal album for Andy. Um, you know, he wrote it... Um, out of you know out of the past two years creative outburst and it's just a wonderful album uh if you guys have a chance to check andy out on the road please do so guys you will not regret it uh andy is also an incredible artist in many ways he's got a great podcast called andy frasco's world saving shit show and actually andy world andy frasco's world saving podcast my bad the and the shit show is a variety show uh, that he has online with 20 million views so he is just you know all over the place creatively in the best of ways uh just really enjoy talking to him and we look forward to um having him even more so enjoy the show guys uh if you want to check out dates and pre-order the album andyfrasco.com if you're new to the show give us a review click subscribe guys it takes 20 seconds really helps us and really makes our hearts sing. So without further ado, Andy Frasco of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Yo, bud. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> What's up, dude? I don't know if you recognize me, Andy Frasco, but we've been side stage at quite a handful of shows. Yeah. And you're always jumping around, supporting your friends. <laughs> I, I was thinking the last time I saw you was Memphis Fest. Uh, Moon Taxi was playing and you were just like jumping up and down, supporting your friend. It was the best, man. Man, you, you got to hype up your gang, man. Everyone is in this together. And, you know, especially a band has been doing that for so long. You know, sometimes you just got to fucking rev the engines a little bit, bud. Exactly. And and you're really good at that, man. And watch, rinse and repeat, dude, by the way. What an album, brother. Congratulations. You like it? Love it. Oh, Love thanks, it, man. Bro. All, all 12 tracks, man. Great stuff, man. But yeah, yeah man. Appreciate it. Where are you from, man? So I live in Nashville from Miami. Nice. Oh, hell Miami. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut my teeth in Miami radio. Nashville based for the past uh, three years. And man, yeah, but 
you know, we, we have a lot of mutual friends. So good to finally connect with you, man. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Andy. So, you know, let's start with that, you know, like your state and obviously you're known for like your high energy shows and you're pumping your friends up. But I mean this with all seriousness, Andy. How do you, how are you always in such peak state? Because that is a really beautiful thing that you do, man. Is it like nutrition? Is it like what you put in your head, what you read? Is it all of the above? How do you do it, man? Um, I, you know, you should see me the other 14 hours of the day. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you get, you're depleted and tired, but like, yeah. that's how beautiful music is, man. I could turn it on because I get, I get to do what I love every day and, you know, take out the music, just get to entertain people and make people smile and make people happy is, uh, you know, gives me the energy to turn it on. You know, it's, we do this 250 shows a year. So it's, uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're not, you're not there or not in the mood or sometimes yeah. you just beat up and, but, um, you can't emulate that to people and then try to <laughs> make them feel happy, you know, in second. So I wake up and I, you know, and, and just blessed that, uh, I get to do this every day and, you know, think about all the good stuff instead of thinking about the bad stuff of the day and, uh, bring that energy to the stage. Yeah, man. I'm curious, Andy, if you were always like, like a light to other people, just like you're now, I know that you've had your internal struggles. You've talked yeah. about them in your podcast and all that. And we'll get to that shortly, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if like, you know, in middle school and high school, like you were like, you know, girls loved you guys wanted to be with you, you know, just because of like that energy that you brought to the room, you know, I was, you know, I was an outcast when I was a kid, you know, I didn't, I wasn't good enough to play a sport. I wasn't good enough to <laughs> learn an instrument or wasn't good enough to act or be in the drama club. So I, I never was like the cool kid in class, but I tried really hard at everything. And uh, yeah. I was kind of a loner because I was just always thinking about entertaining and how I could entertain and how I could be part of this music industry. Cause it was like growing up in LA, that's like, you know, the glamor of, of the dream, the American dream is in your neighborhood. So it's like, sure. you see all the good stuff when you're a kid. And then once you get into it, you're like, Oh, this, it's not, it's as not that pretty. Yeah. It's kind of heavy. Yeah. It's kind of heavy. So, um, I just, you know, I'm just a hard worker. I work hard every yeah. day and I just want to get better at all this different stuff. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to master anything, but I want to be good at everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you are a very hard worker. You have a very successful podcast. In addition to your career, you do a lot of things, man. Glad you brought that up. You know, man, how are you, how do you take care of yourself when you want to recharge Andy? How do I take care of myself? Yeah, man. Um, sometimes it's extremely hard because, you know, I don't know. I've just, ever since I was a kid, I was programmed to take care of everyone else, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, not by like, I'm forced to take care of everyone else. I, that's what made me happy is when I was like sharing my, my sandwich with someone or like right. was hungry or like shit or like when someone's sad, you know, try to cheer him up with some, you know, optimism and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it was very hard adjustment. That's why I had to go to therapy and like start. I wasn't loving myself. I was loving everyone else. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't giving enough for myself. So it was very hard. And, and you know, the cocaine wasn't helping and just the one night yeah. wasn't helping. So I cut all that shit out. And I uh, started thinking about myself and thinking about, you know, I always was fast. I always thought I was going to like, you know, be one of those 
people who die at 20 and shit. So I was like, ah, you know, it's just like, I got, you know, I only got a long, little bit of live. Then I made it to 30. And now I'm 34. I'm like, damn, oh, you're I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm you're staying healthy. 27. Yeah, man. Yeah, you look great, actually. You look better than ever, man. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, 27. That 27 club is scary for people trying to be, you know, quote unquote yeah. rock stars. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you look great. I, we were watching some videos of you at like Wakarusa 2014 and and some other stuff, man. And you look better than ever. You know what I mean? You look better wow. than then. Well, don't, I'll clap to that. Thanks, bud. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, Andy. Um, Yeah, man. So, so in therapy, that was like the main takeaway, basically, that you were like basically feeling other people's needs and not feeling your own. Yeah, I was like a, I was, you know, I, ever since I was a kid, I felt like I was an empath of just feeling, absorbing someone's energy if they're having this horrible. I remember this one time I was in fifth grade and my friend passed away and I, and I just saw my friends and I don't know, I don't know, it was like, I don't know why death didn't really affect me then. It, I wasn't super sad, but I felt everyone's energy and because of that, I started crying. Like if I was by myself absorbing a death, I think it would have been a lot harder for me because I just carry so much energy. That's why I think that's why I think I'm why I'm decent at entertaining or being a front man, because I could feel the crowd's energy or feel like what parts of the crowd isn't there yet. And I'll I'll add some my you know, I'll, I'll just try to, like, direct more energy to that side or, yeah. you know, just. I don't know. I've always been like that. It's so weird. It can be. It can, it can be so addictive, Andy. I mean, I, I have right yeah. now. A, I have a friend. You know, I won't name him, but he's a drummer and he's playing with a very well-known country star. And he's playing to packed arenas, man. And he's basically kind of like abandoned his family a little bit. You know. Yeah. That's oh, and, see, that's what happens, man. Why does that happen, Andy? I think it happens because you overwork. You work on this dream for so long, or the music industry takes so much out of your day like probably three-fourths of your day you're traveling eight hours a day you know you're basically recovering from everyone kissing your ass from 10 <laughs> p.m to 2 a.m you know at the venue giving you free shit giving you everything so your mind's kind of fucked up you feel like oh why should i go back to the past with the people who you know who yeah. don't give me as much love because i'm gone and then they just absorb into this fake <laughs> You know, maybe it's gr maybe it's real. Maybe the feelings are real, but it's like too much of uh, you just don't know what love is. You know, are they kissing your ass or are they actually caring about you? You know, my my mm -hmm. personal standpoint on it, like my fans, they, I mean, they, they take care of me. And they they really feel they, they, they love the the Andy I am now, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe like they're they think that um they didn't like who they were when they were kids and they just kind of abandoned their old friend their old friendships and stuff it's kind of fucked yeah. up i see that a lot bro oh it, oh. It, it, it it's a little weird and i actually don't know how to react right now but anyway but yeah but man thanks for clarifying that because yeah it's got to do with that like you, you know it's that high how can you replicate it you know it's yeah you go back to your homie from fifth grade who used to make funny and shit <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, ah, oh, I'd rather go out to this homie who really loves my drumming. Or, right, really <laughs> right. It's 30,000 people, you know, yeah. kiss my ass. I love it. I love it, Andy. And yeah, man, like moving on to, I guess, the album, which dropped April 8th. I mean, it's such a great record. 
But what I loved about it, Andy, honestly, man, is how quickly it came together. And like it came together like very quickly for you, right? Yeah, I wrote the whole thing in like three weeks. Dude, it's unbelievable that you're telling me this. I needed to confirm <laughs> because I, I couldn't believe my notes. Because you hear about this, this, all, these bands and shit like you two. I'm a big YouTube fan. Like whatever, man. They take four or five years to, fu- to make a fucking album. <laughs> I, I, and you come in with 40 days with an album that, dude, it is absolutely, there's, not, there's no fat. There's no filler, man. Every uh-huh. freaking song, man. I appreciate it, it, bro. As as an artist, do you think that, you know, that if you put yourself like a time, like constrained, like, you know, that that it's only the head a little bit? I think so. And that's the problem about these record deals. Like they get these like on, you know, they get these blank checks and they get (laughs) so they get to take their time. And I think overthinking something is detrimental to anything. You know, your art, your life, your relationships. I think, you know, you got to go with your gut instinct. And I'm, I'm a guy who I'm doing like five to, you know, five different things at the same time right now with the podcast and the dance parties and the band and I market the band and I budget the band and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. So when you put yourself on a task, like I literally only have 21 days to use my full brain before everything I go back on tour and I'm drinking with my fans and stuff. So I really, yeah, I, I like tasks like that. I, it, it, it made me not overthink what I think is decent, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when you start getting all these other opinions in, you start overthinking uh, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you trust your own fucking opinion that got you to this album or this fifth album that people want to listen to music. So it was like I took out all the outside sources and said, I'm just going to make a record that I enjoyed making and uh, 21 yeah i i was you know i i I, this is the first record i didn't write with my band where you know covid it was like the end of covid or the end of not end of covid it's not over but end of quarantine and and uh, i was like you know this is my chance to like fly to all these different towns Mm -hmm. probably not covid safe but i was doing it fly into i flew to charleston and nashville and la and just like write with all my favorite artists amen yeah power to you yeah and it just um yeah it happened real quick and i was fortunate you know my manager's like chill slow down slow down I'm like no i believe in like an open vessel do you believe in yeah. this absolutely when, man when you have an open vessel and it's open mm-hmm. don't distract it do exactly if it's like a passion project or if like you say you're working on whatever something and yeah. your your brain's not telling you to do something else and you're you're totally open to the moment you can't stop and it, it, the vessel was open for like 21 days. I was like, holy shit, dude, this is awesome. I always dreamed about this. You know, you think about Dylan and stuff who write, or like King Gizzard who write all these songs in like fucking 11 days and all these different ideas, you know, because the vessel's open and they're, they're open to hearing new knowledge and new ideas. Man, so much interesting shit you just said there. I was just, <laughs> no, I was just talking with someone about this. It's, you know, the chemistry of transformation. And the same thing applies to like life. Like when life gives you an opportunity, like after a divorce or something for change. Right. And, and it gives you that vessel, that opening. Right. But if you don't go through it, it closes. That's what people don't understand. It fucking closes. And people take too long to go through it because of what could go wrong or the fears and all that. And then it right. closes and then nothing changes in their lives, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, we're afraid to change. So like the minute that if the vessel is telling you, Hey, we should, um, sorry. I'm getting oh, no, you're good. Nah, don't worry um, um, I'm putting it on do not disturb. Um, 
if the vessel changes, if, you know, if the vessel tells you to change, we should listen to it. We're scared to change, you know? I love it. I, so we've uncovered today that part of the magic of the great Andy Frasco today is simply taking action, taking yeah. massive action. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, you're really good at what you do, but, you know, part of it is just you trust in your gut and you go through with it, man. Yeah, man. Just hope, you know, just it's if we can't trust ourselves, who are we going to trust? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and in the music industry, it's funny how, you know, your friends are like, hey, man, I've had this album for like six months and everyone is listening to it in notes and listening parties. And it's like, OK, well, fucking put it out. You know? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I, I think about that all the time. Like, yo, know, like Kanye, like, like, no, it's not done yet. <laughs> then it's like, he'll like do this big old stadium tour and listening parties like, not nope, still not done yet. I know. And then the, and they finally released the song. And it's like, we've been listening to that at the basement East for two years, you know? <laughs> It's funny because it's the ADD culture, man. Like no one's like, how long really does an album? I was thinking about this. You know, we are looking at my Spotify numbers. It was really popping last month and then started dropping a lot. I'm like, I was like getting bummed out. Like, ah, oh, no one gives a shit about me anymore. But I was really realizing, no, it's it's ADD culture. This is why we yeah. have to put out singles instead of putting out a record because people are going to forget that you made a record in uh you know 35 seconds because they're scrolling through their life you know and they see everyone's you know portals it's so crazy yeah. so it it's like crazy. that's why the, I, you know that's why it's like we're, we're turning into the 70s where we're just putting out singles now and then at the end of the after, after the end of the single uh or the year we just say oh yeah it was actually a record so here you go <laughs> Yeah, but but you know when Andy Frasco in a hundred years people read his obituary, I think people are gonna say like this guy, you know, created one of the top podcasts of all time, great recording career, one of the top frontmen. You know, they're gonna look at the big face. No one is yeah. gonna say, no one is gonna say this guy did not trend on TikTok in October of twenty twenty one. You know, that's no one's gonna read that. You know. Oh, thanks, man. You're, you know, it's so true. Like when you're so present, you don't. You know, I. It's hard for me to be present because I'm always thinking about the past. But like when you think about the future like that and think about the big grand scheme of things. Yeah. No one yeah, gives man. a shit about the little details. Just oh, stop overanalyzing them. God, you just you saved me a hundred bucks today, bud, on my therapy. Set. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, man. No, but like I, I respect the hustle because obviously, you know, we have a podcast as well and we know the hustle that goes in it. We work with a couple of girls here, uh, you know, we're a team of three and, you know, it's, it's a real thing. So just, like, we really respect you, man. And, um, you know, before I let you go, I, I know you got a busy weekend ahead. Let's talk about the podcast really quickly. Andy Fresco's World Saving Podcast, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, how is that going? Obviously, the numbers are great. Like, do you enjoy it? You know, what have you learned from it about connecting with people? You're obviously a great communicator. Just, you know, how do you look on it right now? I love it, man. It's like honestly becoming like 50-50 of my life where I love it as much as I love my band and my music, you know? it's My music will always be the thing for me at the moment because uh, it grew me up. It taught me how to be an adult. But the podcast is teaching me how to listen and be a human. You know, because I, yeah. I was always so obsessed with just working and never really learned any human skills. Like I just learned how to do right. the laundry and shit. I bought a house. I'm like, we're my granite broke. So I'm like learning how to like I have someone here helping me uh, teach me how to like, you know, how the process of fixing shit. And right. uh, I forgot all about that. And, and listening to all these people, these on, you know, these interviewers who are like who I admire so much, like talk about. Oh, yeah, they were depressed, too, because they got picked on when they were a kid or 
Oh yeah. They, Oh, they don't know how to, you know, make lunch either for their family because they, they live on the road on Lunchables and shit. I'm like, oh, right. fuck. I'm not that crazy. And it made me feel like I'm not the only one in this atmosphere. And it made me feel like, you know, we're all in this shit together. I love it, man. I love it. Andy Frasco, man. Listen, Loved having you on, brother. I mean, what hey, an album bro. that you released. Watch, rinse, and repeat. And listen, in um, what's that festival we're covering? That's no it? bummer. I was in Nashville two days ago, bro. Oh, it's all good. But uh, later this month, we're covering a festival. Like, we're going to cover the whole thing. Uh, what's the name? Rooster Walk in Virginia. Oh, you're going that? Oh, we're covering it, man. Full access. We're going to do the movie, the whole thing, man. So we hope to see you there. Let's have a beer together, bro. Absolutely, man. Thanks Dude, for your thanks time, man. Thanks for Andy. having me, bro. Absolutely, man. Take yeah, care. Good luck with the day. Later. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.